What awakened me, I asked in my dream. You awaken yourself, answered a voice nearby. I turned about, but no one was near. Who are you, I asked. I am that something, came the reply. But where are you? I am hidden in your soul. For some moments, I thought over what was said. Then I stammered, how, how did you get there? I was born there. Why have I not known you were there before? No man knows, answered the voice, until he awakes. Are you in other men's souls as well? There is that something in every man's soul which can move the mountains or dry the seas. <clears throat> then you must be faith. Yes, came the answer. I am faith, but I am more. I am that which makes the men face the fires of hell and win. Then you must be confidence as well. Yes, I am more than confidence. I am that which makes the babbling brooks lift worlds upon their wavelets. You are power, I cried. Yes, I am more than power, answered the voice. I am that which makes the wretched failure lift him, himself up and rule the world. You are ambition, I know you now. Yes, I am all that you say, faith, confidence, power, ambition, and more. For greater than all is that something. I am that which every man must find in his soul, or else he will be but a clutterer of the earth on which he lives. But how can man find you? Even as you're finding me now, you must first awaken, then seek, and when you have found, you must learn to control. Control what, I ask, confused? That's something. Borrow it from your soul and baptize your life with it. Anoint your eyes that you may see. Anoint your ears that you may hear. Anoint your heart that you may be. But tell me, I cried frankly, for the voice was trailing off to almost nothing. How can I do this? How, how? This is the secret, <clears throat> came to the voice to me as the whisper of a gentle breeze. These words, I will. <clears throat> and the question, the question that I have for you guys, the question I have based upon BJ's work here from the biggest NFL within is what will you do? What will you do? What, what makes you different from all the other chiropractors out there? What's going to make you successful? What's going to drive you to be the best that you can be? Right? And here's my definition of success. My definition is I wanted to make the happiest place on earth. That's what I want to make. Because I've been to Disney, and they call the Disney the happiest place on earth. And I'm telling you, I saw a lot of crying kids there, and a lot of kids having temper tantrums, a lot of people having, like, not the happiest times and stuff. Nothing against Disney. Love the place anyway. But... They call it the happiest place on earth, and I don't think it is. In my office, it is, it is the happiest place on earth. <clears throat> because in my office, kids don't cry when they leave. <clears throat> I mean, when they come in, they cry when they leave. Right? They don't cry coming into the They're not afraid of going to see Dr. Rubin. They're not upset about what's going on in my office. They're afraid when they leave the office <clears throat> because they, we have an oasis. We're like, I've had patients tell me that you guys are like an oasis in a desert. And that's what I have created. And that to me is what BJ is talking about here, is what is that something that's going to drive you? What is that something that's gonna make you wake up in the morning? Like, I've been doing this now for 32 years. What do you wanna do for 32 years that when you're still doing it 32 years later, you're still just as excited as when I first was here? Right? <clears throat> and that's, it's, it's not about how much money I make, although I make a lot of money. <clears throat> but that's not the point. Right? Money, I want you to understand that. And, and this is what you guys have to really get that. Like, money is a byproduct of service. Do you understand that? Right? The more you serve, the more money you'll make. Right? If you, if you focus on money, then you'll never have enough. Then you'll always struggle. Because your mind says in your brain, like, the way your brains work 
is whatever you focus on, you attract. And you may not be totally aware of this now, but there's something out there called the law of attraction, and I highly recommend you start studying it because it works. And if you say to yourself, if you're, because I was in your shoes, right? I, I graduated life in 1989 with $200,000 in debt between my college and my undergrad, I mean, my, my graduate here, you know, the, the cost here, $200,000. <clears> and I had no money and my parents came from nothing. I lived in a one bedroom apartment on a pullout couch. So I had no backing financially from my parents or anything. And in my mindset, when I graduated, my mindset was, how on earth am I ever gonna pay this loan back? Like $200,000 at that time seemed like a really giant amount of money. And I'm telling you, it's not. I'm telling you it's not, but I had to change my mind, right? I had to get that something. Because in the beginning, my that something was, how am I gonna pay my loans back? So I struggled in the beginning. But then I started reading books like Think and Grow Rich, like The Richest Man in Babylon, like The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, <clears throat> books that were super, super transformative for my brain. And I started thinking differently. I shifted the way my brain thought about money. Instead of saying, how am I ever going to pay this back? It was like, I'm going I'm to make a plan and I'm going to pay this back with ease. And what I started doing is in start, instead of thinking about, oh my God, I have to pay like all this money every month to student loans, plus I got the, you know, the office rent and I got staff to pay and all these other expenses and stuff. I just started thinking about that. I, st I started creating a plan and I said, how am I gonna pay each one of these things back and then start putting money away for myself? And one of the things that, you, that I learned in the book, Richest Man in Babylon, is to pay myself first. So even though that was like the, like the furthest thing in my brain to make sense, right? It's like, what auto? You, gotta, you have to pay the biggest bill first. No, the answer is you gotta pay yourself first because when you pay yourself first, you train your brain, I come first, right? My salary is the most important. So I started paying myself a salary and then out of that salary, I started paying my student loans back. And here's the trick to paying your student loans back. You take like whatever credit cards you were paying, let's say, and you pay those off, and then you take the money from those credit cards and put them onto the student loans. And you pay other bills, and you pay them off, and you take that money and put them onto the student loans. So I started off paying 600 a month, and then I'm paying 800 a month, and then I'm paying 1,000 a month, and by the, end, by the time I finished after about 12 years, when I paid off my 30-year loan in 12 years, the way I'd done that is I was paying like $3,000 a month to pay this sucker down. And after 12 years, I had accrued so much money in savings because another thing the richest man in Babylon taught me is that you put every week, no matter what, not, not only do you pay yourself first, you put 10% of money away. You save 10% of your money every single week. So every week, I, the first thing I did is I paid my salary. The second thing I did is I put 10% away and I paid everything else off of that. You could live on 90% or 85% of your income. So I figured out a way to do this and my, the amount of money I was worth became unbelievable. And then towards the end, after 12 years, I was like, I'm just gonna pay the sucker down and just plop down like a huge amount of money just to say, let's get this thing out of my hair. And now when I look at money, it is a whole different thing. Because in the beginning, I looked at money out of fear. Now I look at it out of service. The reason that we make so much money is because I serve so much. And that's a very different something.
that's a very different place to serve from. Because if you're serving from money, people know it. If you're serving because you want to make money, people know it. If you're serving because you, like, that's your number one goal, people know it. People feel it. There was a chiropractor in the next town over from when I pra- where I practiced when I was, I was in New Jersey for 12 years before I came down here to start teaching and practice here. So there was a chiropractor in the next town over, and I used to see a lot of his leftover patients. We used to call them leftover patients from this guy. Because his main goal in life was to make money, and the only thing he conversed with with his patients, aside from their pain, was his new Mercedes. Every single year he got a new Mercedes, and he bragged about it, and he kept it right in front of the office, like that was, like his, he had his own special parking spot in the front of the office where his new Mercedes would be, and then, you like my new Mercedes? Right, and that was this big, and patients, he would hate that. They say, all this guy talks about is himself and his, his great new Mercedes. I'm like, but that's exactly it, because what you think about, you attract, right? So you want, if you, if you right now are afraid of money, if you have a fear of money, like how am I gonna pay off the student loans, and how, what, how am I gonna do this? I, I've never been in business. I've never owned my own business. I've never done any of this kind of stuff. How can I do all this kind of stuff? You've got to start preparing your brains for something else. You've got to find that something, right? That's something, what is it that's going to drive you? And then you, it's not just finding it, then you must nurture it. You must make it grow by reading books like Think and Grow Rich and The Richest Man in Babylon and Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. By listening to podcasts, my podcast is called Chirocast. It's on iTunes, it's now on Spotify. I just made it to Spotify, super excited to be accepted to that. So listening to, to podcasts, listening to other great motivational speakers like Tony Robbins, if you ever get a chance to listen to him, Tony Robbins, or Les Brown, another amazing uh, speaker. L- feed your brains. If you're not feeding your brains with good stuff, if you're feeding your brains with junk and negativity and all this politic crap that's out there, who the hell cares? Right? We spend so much time. People spend, what is the average amount of time people spend on their phones now? And give me a guess. Five hours a day is the average time. Five hours a day on their phones. That's insane. Because think about 10 years ago, nobody even had a, a, like a cell phone. Or if they did, they were the flip phones. And if you remember trying to text someone with a flip phone, right? It was like, okay, so a, a, b, 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 a, 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 it took like 15 minutes to write like a sentence. Remember that? Do you remember those phones, right? <clears throat> no, so texting wasn't particularly popular back then because it took so long. Now everything is super easy, right? So we gotta get away from our phones. Right? The only thing, there's only two things you should be doing on your phones on a regular basis. Number one is reading a book and Think and Grow Rich. Uh, listen, get a library card. A lot of these books are free. You can read Think and Grow Rich, Richest Man in Babylon, Seven Habits. They're all free in the library card. You get, if you're a Cobb County resident, you get a Libby app and then you can just easily get the phone. I mean, get on your phone for free to get these books. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to go anywhere. Right? So you should read books on your phone and you should listen to music. So Spotify, I listen to music all the time on my phone. That's the two things I do mostly on my phone. Everything else is, is <clears throat> hardly any other time, right? What are you spending your time doing? If you're spending your time doing stuff right now, this is training ground. This is like Olympic training ground, right? This is like going to Colorado Springs and training for the Olympics. And then when you graduate, you're now in the Olympics. But the difference between a regular Olympics and that this Olympics is this Olympics lasts a couple of weeks. Your Olympics lasts the rest of your life. Because every day you're in the office and you're showing off and you're doing backflips for your patients. Every single day. 
you're performing for your patients. Especially if you have a practice like mine, where we're out in the open. I have a big open adjusting area, we have five adjusting tables, so it's me and three interns all adjusting, adjusting, adjusting all at once. That's the way I want it to be. I like that excitement, that kind of noise, that kind of energy and stuff. <clears throat> that's what we need to train for. That's not something that you just do. That's something that you have to train for. How do you train your brain to be able to focus in that you know, kind of pandemonium? How do you train your brain to be able to, to take these kind of things and be okay with it, right? Do not wait until you graduate to say, that's when I train. You are behind the times back then. You should be a pro by the time you graduate. You should be an amazing adjuster. You should be uh, amazing in your thinking. You should have trained your brain into thinking how to grow rich, thinking how to prosper, thinking how to attract the things that you want in your life. That should be priority number one now. So my suggestion to you now, aside from reading the green books that I've shared with you, <clears throat> my suggestion to you now is to take the next year or so that you have before you graduate and train. Train your bodies physically. Because it takes a lot of strength to adjust people all day long, to adjust hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people a week. It takes a lot of strength to be able to do it. Even if you're using an activator, you're still moving, 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 moving all day long. I get 10,000 steps just being in the office. 10,000 steps just in the office adjusting a day. And most people hardly even make 10,000 steps in two days or three days. And I get it just from being in the office, just from adjusting back and forth and back and forth and back and forth around the benches, around the benches, around the benches, right? So you have to train yourself. One of the things that in interns always tell me is you have unbelievable endurance. <laughs> because I am the same, I have the same energy in the morning as I do in the afternoon when I'm about to leave. It is the same energy, the same heightened mindset, is the same thing all day long. And I, and I can outpace most of the interns all day long because they're just not used to that because we need to train, right? And that's what, <clears throat> to me, the whole idea of your last year, year and a half or so at life should be a training ground. So that when you are in the, when you finally make it to the Olympics, right? And your Olympics were gonna be where you associate or where you buy a practice from a retiring chiropractor or where you open up your own practice. That's your Olympics. When you're at the Olympics, you are ready to, for the gold medal. You're ready to go all the way, right? That to me is the most important thing, is where, what is that something in your brain? Find that something and nurture it. Nurture it, make it grow, uh, get, feed it. What are you feeding your brain every day? Are you feeding it with the pure and the powerful and the positive? Or are you feeding it, not that it's bad or wrong, but you're spending two or three hours a day on Facebook looking at everybody else's life? You know, scrolling, 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 and look at Instagram, look at Facebook, look at Pinterest, look at Twitter, and reading everybody else's opinion on life. That's not a way to live. You gotta live your life. And even the Life University Library, if you don't, okay, I don't wanna get a library card and actually go on Libya. Fine, then the Life University Library's got all these books, and you can get them on eBooks too, and as long as you can put in your, you can figure out how to put in your own password and, and Life University ID, you can get eBooks from the University Library and read all this kind of stuff right now. Start right now, train right now. Because the people who train have successful practices, whether they're associating or buying or starting their own when they graduate. If you don't train now, then you flounder later. And that's not a place, to, that's not a place of empowerment. You didn't come here, spend three and a half, four years here for you to flounder when you're done. You came here so that you can escape this place running. 
and do exactly what you want to do and what you dreamed of doing. You didn't dream of doing nothing. You didn't dream of starting off slow and limping along and getting there eventually. You dreamed of like, ah, ah, let me out of here, right? That should be your dream. You should dream like, I can't wait to graduate so I can really get on with this. Not I can't wait to graduate, get the hell out of here. It's because you're so excited about the next step. But how do you get excited about the next step is you get rid of the fear. You get rid of the, you get rid of like, oh my God, how, how can I afford this? How can I pay back my student loans? How can I do this kind of stuff? You change that to I can do it. I will do it. Right? It's all a mindset thing. 